0: You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, everyone. This is Mike with the fin Fans podcast. Tonight, I've got Jim Johnson back with us. Hey, everybody. And Lou Regone has made it. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're going to do something a little different tonight. Uh, kind of light. We're going to ask each other questions and... Uh, Lord knows what's going to happen. So uh, we don't know the questions beforehand, although we know is the ones we're asking. So we'll see how it goes. Lou, you want to start us off?
1: <laughs> oh, no. Got, oh, no. You got me starting off, Mike, do you? You sure you don't want to start off?
0: No, I'll let you start off.
1: All right. All right. So let's see. I've got a few here. So let's see what we're going to go with here. Let's go with this one. We'll start with this one. Would Coach Shula be able to coach in today's NFL?
0: Not at his age. <laughs> coach Shula in his prime? Yeah, I do think he would be able to adjust to today's NFL.
1: That's what I meant, Mike. I meant in his prime. Of course, I didn't mean now at the age of 80, whatever he is, okay, wise guy. But uh,
2: I remember Shula chewing out Mean Joe Green from a from a wheelchair type of scooter thing on the sideline. And... Uh, so if he can handle Mean Joe Green, I'm fairly certain he could adjust to some of these player personalities we've got going on now.
1: Okay. So you guys are both in agreement in the fact that he, he would be able to handle the player of today. I think the he was player a of today.
2: coach that
0: he would be able to adapt to whatever circumstances he was given. Okay.
1: I'll take that. I, do, I think he would somewhat struggle – because of the the players and uh, the fact that he just wouldn't have the control he did, because well, he was he, a control he, he freak. He There's no Clayton, question
0: about He that. controlled Mercury Morris. I see no reason why he couldn't control today's players. Okay.
2: Yeah, right. I have to agree that he would struggle a little bit. But what coach in today's NFL does not struggle a little bit? So I mean, other than Bill Belichick and and Belichick has his struggles, but he's got a system in place and it's it's more system than him at this point. So if he was starting off new, he'd be struggling too. You know, Jim, you, meant, you you said it
1: right in regard to Belichick. You brought up a good point with him and New England. That team, if you look at them, they don't hot dog it in any way, shape, or nope. form. Guys score touchdowns, they go to the sideline. You don't see those type of players on that team. And I think that Belichick... Has you know a similar mindset.
0: Sure, yeah mindset
1: and looking at things and the fact that hey guys, listen, we're not going to do all that showbone. You go out there, you just kick the you other team's ass, and that's it, and you move on. You
2: do your job. You got it. All right, who's up next here, Jim? All right, I got a question for you guys. That uh, we'll see what you guys think. A lot of the fandom is is down on our current owner Stephen Ross. My question is, what would you have done differently if you were the owner? What major, like, what major decision would well, you I, have I done Well, I wouldn't
0: have gone after Harbaugh while Sperano was still the coach. Uh, that was a grave
2: mistake. Uh, there's, yeah.
1: I mean, some of the coaching choices over the last decade or so, you have to question them, obviously, because no, he's of only the hired results. two.
0: He's hired Jason Philbin.
1: Yeah, well, over, what is that, five, six years? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I Philbin was a horrible choice. You know, Gase wasn't all that much better. You know, the head coaching decisions, the GMs, how many GMs has he had here? It, has it just been um, Tannenbaum?
0: Well, yeah, he let Ireland go and... Uh... Tannebaum. Well, was was he the GM? I mean, what was he? Vice I president don't of football? Yeah, I, I, he wasn't the GM. Greer exec- was the GM. Greer, Greer was the that GM time in Ireland. The other part. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> and, and Hickey, I think, was also in the mix. I, I I think
1: overall, though, to answer your question, Jim, I think some of the personnel decisions at the very top have have hurt us the most, and it trickles downhill. So, it, some better decision making. In no, I
0: agree. I mean, we talked about it last week with all the instability, and I think it falls right into that. Yeah,
2: yeah, that question does tie into last week's a little bit, but yeah. it, it does. You know, a lot of a lot of the fan base is like, "Ah, we're doomed with Ross as an owner," and I'm like, "Well, you know, the, the guy didn't become a billionaire because he's stupid." You so, know how a
0: coach becomes successful when he gets the quarterback?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah,
0: the owner gets successful when he gets the coach.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Same thing. You're, you know, if you if you don't hire the right coach, you're going to struggle until you do. It's that simple.
2: But I do I do agree with you, Mike, that uh, going after Harbaugh when you've got a guy in the position and you try to do it behind his back, that sets a precedent with the whole rest of the, the football NFL community. Yeah, yeah it was and,
0: amateurish. It was amateur. Yeah, amateurish. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: All right, Mike, you're up. All
0: right. Aside from Kiko, uh, who would you like to see on Gase's Jets? <laughs>
2: Man, you took Kiki out of the loop. Um, who else uh-huh. uh, on the Jets?
0: Okay, well you so. know how Gase likes his likes his former players. Sure. So who sure. would you like to see go there? Uh,
2: Charles Harris.
0: Yeah, Harris
1: isn't a bad one. How about that backup tackle, Mike, that came in in the Bengal game? <laughs> stirrup was that who it was i don't remember tall skinny white fella yeah uh, was, it was it stirrup, stirrup? Yeah. yeah he can go there and maybe we knock out the jets starting <laughs> left tackle <laughs> and he does the same job he did for you know he did for us last year so i i'd go with him i'd go with stirrup on that one
2: uh-huh. <laughs> oh who do you feel should go mike
0: who do I feel should go? Well, obviously, it was Kiko, but uh, aside from him...
2: Well, you, you didn't let us pick Kiki, so you can't either. Well, you? no, you're right.
0: Maybe I didn't let you pick him because I already took him. So. Oh, okay. But no, I mean, aside from him, uh, I don't really know. I don't really know. Um there aren't too many other players that I despise. There really aren't. Uh, I mean, we have a young guy, a lot of young guys that have to yet prove themselves, and Harris would be one of those guys, but I've not totally given up on him. Maybe Devontae Parker. Yeah, maybe, maybe that'd that be would a good be one. the guy. Be that good that, that, good that good would, would probably be the guy.
1: That one would scare me, Mike, because he'd come back to haunt us in, in our own division. We, we got to look at guys that we know 110% aren't going to do the job against us. And he, it, it, Jim's pick and <laughs> Alonzo, and my pick and Stirrup. I think we're real two solid guys. Yeah, I do. And we'll leave it at. Uh, and your Kiko, of course, was. I a do. Good.
2: I do have to say and, that... And Harris,
1: that, Harris actually was Jim's, which I don't mind either. I should have said good.
2: I can envision now Parker having his two good games a season would be the two against games us, against right? us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. yeah that would be it. Yeah,
0: 250 yeah. yards, uh-huh. three
2: touchdowns,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Altoon, Wesley Walker, just carry on the tradition, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Lou, what do you got?
1: All right, next one. What player in the NFL would you want on the Miami Dolphins? If you had one player to choose from another team in the whole NFL, who would you want to be a Miami Dolphin?
0: The linebacker for the Bears. And you're talking
1: about Khalil Mack? Of course. Okay. So you like Mack, huh?
0: I think All he'd right. help
1: our defense. Well, I, yeah, I think he'd help any defense. I think he's a fantastic football player. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it.
2: You stole you stole my pick. I was thinking of the same thing, but uh my other linebacker hero is Keekley. I I love the his game and and we've been so destitute for linebackers uh you know, I would be good with him.
1: Yeah, can't go wrong with either one of those guys. I even at his age would take Aaron Rodgers and the reason being he's a 35 Look at what Breeze is doing still at 40. So if you get him here for the next five years, the guy just does things that other players don't do in the NFL. He changes games around single-handedly at times. Yeah. So he would be my choice because he, he would probably have the most impact over anybody else, I would say. And you know what? I had Andrew Luck a close second. But Luck scares you. I know Rodgers has had some injuries, but Luck's been kind of injury prone too. He's a lot younger, and I still don't think he's the same player Aaron Rodgers is. He's close, but not not quite there.
0: I would agree with that. So,
2: yeah, I'm right. in agreement. I did think about quarterbacks, but there was nobody that really jumped out at me. You know, Aaron Rodgers is is getting on and mm-hmm. Andrew Luck has had like two real good seasons. Um so you know, just if, it, hit,
0: if you're not giving up any points, you make it a lot easier on your quarterback. Yeah, well, there's no question about sure. that.
1: That's the thing. Sure. The thing I was also taking into consideration is the fact that these quarterbacks nowadays are playing at a high level for so long. Now let's see where Khalil Mack is four or five years from now. In the right. same way. Kai Cookley, who seems to be constantly injured as well i mean they may not even be in the nfl at that point where these quarterbacks just seem to be playing forever these days so, right but
0: at, at roger's know. age it's not going to be much different
2: yeah
1: well i mean again mike like they i get said, about five years out of each of them is right what i'm saying you, know? you got it
2: you you remember our offensive line right
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no question. They're not that far behind Green Bays. I could tell you that much. Green Bays isn't much better, but oh, absolutely. No question. Yeah. But, but
0: yeah, guys like that make the offensive line acceptable. Agreed.
1: All right. Who's up, Jim?
2: Yep. All right. I'll go. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. Brian Flores is a defensive minded coach and he's supposed to shift our defense from a 4-3 to a 3-4 hybrid defense. So my question is, how do you utilize Kiko Alonso?
0: I think you can utilize him in a number of ways. As long as you're utilizing him on running downs, he's got to come off the field on passing downs.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that what you have to do with Kiko is basically give him, an, give him an assignment and leave it at that, whether it means blowing well, up right. blowing up a two-hole, a four-hole, a three-hole, a five-hole, whatever, you just have to put him on task and leave it at that because I just don't trust his decision-making in regard to following plays. I, he just seems to jump holes way too soon or way too late. He's always out of position. So you have to get him disciplined, but you have to bottle up all that energy and put it in a – if this is making sense, you have to get all that energy has he has, bottle it up, and put it in a way where it's disciplined to where it's affecting what the offense is trying to do against us. I think that's the only way he's going to be able to help us. So yep. that's my answer to your question here, Jimbo.
2: All right. Well, we'll see what happens, I guess. What would you do with him, Jim? Yeah. I think that I'd probably send him on a coffee run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah.
2: Realistically. In, in
0: Cincinnati, right?
2: Yeah. Realistically, <laughs> I mean, the guy makes a lot of tackles, and I agree with what Mike says to a point. You know, you got him on first and second down and then on running plays and so forth. And to your point, Lou, you know, he's a he's a point point-and-shoot type of guy. You can't have him thinking too much out there or it's, it's all done. But, you know, man, I mean, he makes the tackles, but it's too late. So he's a bit of a liability on the field for me, and uh, I'm just struggling to see how he's going to contribute to the team. Well, you know, forward. I saw
0: the Madden scores today, and he was a third-rated linebacker of our starters. So even Madden agrees with us. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like Jerome Baker's game, and, and McMillan has looked slow, but it, his game is, I guess, sounder than Kiko's. Barely. You know, it, it's sounder. He's probably impacting games about the same because, you know, he may not make the tackle, but he's also not stopping a play, so, you know, the outcome is kind of the same. Gotcha.
0: All right. All right. All right, now pay attention, guys. Okay. Upon learning of Jonathan Martin's cries, what would Shula have said to him?
1: <laughs> Mike, this is a PG show. I can't You gotta you gotta censor it. What would uh, he have said? Jim, you wanna go first? Because uh, there's I've gotta
2: find a way of PGing this thing because yeah, I can tell I'm... you right from now. I'm struggling to articulate the look on Shula's face right now after he heard these comments and you know this is a this is something that really probably wouldn't have come up in the time frame that Shula was coaching but Shula probably would have made a screwy face and said you know go call the HR department or something don't don't pester me with this or, or or grow up or you know I just he would have made a face like what And that would have kind of been the end of it. But, boy, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been not a PG conversation.
1: No, he would have have chewed his ass because we've had conversations with guys that that had gotten hurt on the field, and Shula just ripped them a new ass. Um, Lyle Blackwood told us a story in a playoff game where he had gotten hurt, and he actually had broken his collarbone. And Shula... Came into the locker room at halftime, and this is after, you know, Lyle Blackwood was, was, you know, up in age at that point because he started off with the Colts and he had started for us for years, didn't miss any games. And he said Shula just ripped him a new ass about getting back on the field. And he just plain and simply said, Coach, I can't get back out there. You don't understand. And Shula wasn't having it. So in a situation like that, you might as well forget it. I mean, he would have just laid into him. It would have been a major tirade. And I don't know if he would have lasted on the team. He may have just flat out cut him. So uh, that's, a, that's a funny question, Mike. Say that, that's a I, see, I
0: think I think he would have looked over at Kuchenberg and some of the other guys, gave them a look, and then walked out of the locker room.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. Jim, you were going to say something earlier. Um
2: well I was just going to say that uh, Shula would have said shit it's just a broken bone get back out there
1: right that's basically well he you know it, it was a little bit more than that there were a lot of F words involved and all that other stuff and well that I... he, he was going to cut him and uh, you know that you're done with this team that type of stuff so that's the type of guy he was no nonsense yeah he didn't want to hear excuses for anything and you know that's a funny question to say the least Mike that's a good one.
0: All right, um, uh, what do you got, Lou? Uh,
1: well, I got another funny one for you here. Okay, so in your opinion, these, this is just an opinionated question to both of you fellas. Okay, you have an ABC. You have ABC choices here. Who cursed more on the football field? Was it A. Don Shula? Was it B. Dan Marino, or was it C. Brian Cox? Okay, A, Shula, B, Marino, C, Brian Cox. Who cursed more on the football field?
0: Well, I think the key is on the field. And if that's the key, then I would say Marino. Okay. And what do you base that on, Mike? Just he, was out of curiosity. Ne- he was never happy. <laughs> he was never happy. You know, he'd be happy right after he threw the touchdown pass. Till then, he was all business. Okay. I, I would gotcha. have
2: to say Dan Marino gets, uh, you know, the most expellatives. Uh, but probably per game, you know, like a single game record would have to go to Brian Cox because that guy would get amped up and it was comical as hell and, and it was fun to watch. But, yeah. uh, you know, Shula wasn't on the field. I'm sure he he takes the cake as far as uh, laying down the law and, and reading guys the riot act. But uh, on the field, boy, you know, Marino was, yeah, he was unhappy a lot, even if it was you know anything but a touchdown he was unhappy about something
0: yeah i well, mean you know, it, the, pl- the players will tell you it was never his fault he just had that attitude. No matter what happened, it wasn't
1: his fault, you right? Know. And he every third down that he came off the field was just a tirade. You could yep. just—I mean, oh, some yeah. of the some of the games that you post, Mike, it's so funny to watch him coming off the field because you can just see him. You know, M F and C
0: S. blah.
1: and he's just going off, and his face is beat red. Yep. You know, and so. his
0: eyes looked angry. Oh, well, you yeah. could just. <laughs> He had a definite look about him when things weren't going well. Right,
1: oh yeah, right. you
2: didn't want to be under that stare, that's for sure.
1: No, no, no not at all. Pretty funny. Good
0: Jim, stuff. What you got?
2: All right, I've got a question. Laramie Tunzel is our best offensive lineman, and he's set to get a huge payday. You know, pushing twenty million and that kind of that kind of payday. Should we pay him?
0: I don't see how you don't pay him with the line that we will probably have at the time.
1: Okay. Um, and I do agree with you on that. Uh, but he has to play to a different level this year if he's going to expect that kind of money. I think he's been very, very good. But $20 million, I, I just don't know. I mean, we have to see if these—if we have other guys develop across the line. And, um, you know, Mike, to your point, because of where we're at, you almost have to do it. But you know, I, in my personal opinion, he has to play at a at a better level. And I'm not saying he's been bad; he just has to be dominant. Well,
0: he's a he is a dominant pass blocker, and uh, you know, if you're starting Rosen or you're starting a rookie quarterback, I really think you need that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think there's a lot of option. I think you're kind of forced to sign him.
1: Right, and it, and if you look at the roster in general. There's not a lot of guys making an awful lot of money on this team anymore, you know. Right. Um, so, you, I would probably sway towards paying him, but I'd love to see even better play out of him. I want to see I him starting in the Pro Bowl. You know, that's that's yeah. what I want to well, see. I don't out know in.
0: about Pro Bowls because that's not really up to him, but I do think he's going to progress. I don't think he's reached his ceiling yet. Okay.
2: Yeah, Fair I, enough. I kind of agree with your thoughts, Mike. You know, he's... He allowed, like, what, one sack all last year? Yes. And got ignored for the Pro Bowl just because he wasn't a popular guy. He's arguably one of the best left tackles in the game, and he's young. Uh, his weak spot is the run game, and that's what he takes the heat about. I wouldn't call it
0: weak. I would call it average.
2: Right. Well, well, that's his weakness compared to his back right. pass blocking right. is what I meant. And it's just... Uh, Kind of a stretch for me to see this new regime paying that kind of money to a left tackle because he's going to want a a long deal and it's going to be expensive. Now we have the cap room. Uh, I'm just uh, you know if it was me, I'd sign him and and hope for the best. But uh, you know I'm just afraid that he's going to walk in free agency. Well, that could happen,
0: but that's out of their control. All they can do is make their offer and and hope that he accepts it. You know, if somebody else offers him a rose garden, that just you know that's the way it is.
2: That's it. What do
0: you guys think is the toughest uh, sport, four major sports, to win a championship?
1: Huh. Well, New England has proven that it's not football. Um, I, I, you know what, Mike? I'd say baseball at this point. Um, hockey, I don't follow as much, and Jim may be able to uh, you know, indulge in that sport more so than me. Basketball, they seem to conspire together. Players, uh, there's five guys on the court at one point, and if two guys conspire to go to one team, that seems to be the uh, the way to go. You know, teams, uh, players are jumping ship and going to superstar teams already. So basketball, I think, is probably the easiest. Um, but I would say baseball because of free agency um, and you know keeping a team together is just so incredibly tough these days as far as baseball goes so i would probably say baseball
2: this is kind of a tough one for me football and basketball i would say are the easier of the four
0: Tell that to the Lions.
2: Yeah, well, that's, or a, that's another... De- or the Browns. Or yeah, the Jets. Yeah, I understand completely, but there's a lot of baseball teams, you know, that haven't won in 50 years either, and there's a lot of hockey teams that have never won. Agreed, you know, agreed. I just followed the NHL pretty closely, because I'm, I'm a Boston Bruins fan, and like you mentioned, Lou, the baseball team, man, there's a hundred and what is it like a thousand games a season or something for each team and it's it's
1: 162
2: uh, yeah i knew i was just uh being a pest you know so i'm gonna go with with probably baseball and then hockey gotcha all right who's up here jim is i am i'm up again no mike who just went
1: you went mike you're That's going okay. out. Of, oh, Mike, you're I'm going sorry. out of order here. As if All it, right. as if it okay, matters, Lou. Let's go.
2: I'm gonna go now just to upset you now. Yes, go ahead. Go now. One of Mike's favorite players is coming off injury, Jakeem Grant. And my question is, you know, he's an overachiever, he's undersized for the NFL. My question is, will he continue to thrive for the Dolphins?
0: I think it depends on what they ask of him.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think as long
1: as he's healthy, Jim, he's going to be fine. They're going to utilize him in ways that I felt that he was underutilized early on in the season because every time he touched the ball, he seemed to make plays and they were positive plays. And, you know, he's another guy that, you know, I felt Gase, you know, underused. He undervalued him. The guy can take it to the house at any point. He's got that type of speed and he's got that type of elusiveness. Now, he is small. He is coming off injury. So you can't have him on the field playing and play out. But if he's used the right way, I think he'll be...
0: You've got to have a little packages for him.
1: Exactly. A very, very solid player for us. So yeah. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, I agree.
0: I don't want to see him starting. I don't want him as a starter because I don't think he'll hold up. Right.
2: Yeah, gotcha. I, I agree with you guys. I just loved his play on the field last year, like you said, Lou. It seemed like every play that he was involved with was successful, whether the ball went to him or not. But when he was on the field, good things happened. And
0: he's contagious. Do you know what I mean by that? He's contagious. He's just got the right mentality and the right energy.
2: Yeah. And everybody seems to feed off that. And, you know, that's a huge contribution to the team. And I, and I hope he has a great season this year.
1: Yeah, he's he's our best with the ball in his hand. He's probably our best playmaker. You look at kick and punt returns, and how many times is he so close to busting one? The guy is just, he just knows how to play football. He's a football player. Yep. He's small in size, but he's a football player. I love the guy. Absolutely love him. All right. I'm up. You're up. Or are you going to skip me again, Mike? What are you well, going to do? Could, over we there? could do that, but yeah, you're just up. keep skipping me. All right. So this is a good one, guys. And this is going to probably take a little bit of thought. Do you need a drum roll? In the history of the Miami Dolphins, who or what was the best unit in our history? You could pick an offense or a defense. The best unit that we have ever had in the history of the Miami Dolphins as a group, offensively or defensively.
2: It has
0: to be Marino's 84 Dolphins.
2: Yeah, That's- I'm in agreement. 84 Dolphins offense.
1: So you guys, wow! So all three of us are on the same page with that because
0: I took them well, as they well. they were they were shattering records. How could you not pick them?
2: Yeah, well, that, that's the yeah. best single se- season in like football history. It's it it broke records. It 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 set the trend for the NFL for the for up till now.
0: Mm-hmm. The you know? no-name defense would be my second pick, you know, because they were pretty special too, but. They weren't as special compared to their peers as the 84 offense was to theirs.
1: Well, Mike, don't overlook the offense as well on those Super Bowl teams yep. because... No, I'm not. D- They were
0: rated number one in, the, in those years. Right.
1: If you look at the fact, okay, in 84 with the offense, you knew we were going to air it out. There's no question about it. We had a great offensive line. But if you go back to those Super Bowl teams, it was the same situation, only in a running situation. You had... You had
0: You don't you don't have whole, to sell me on that, man. I know.
1: Hall of Fame players all over the place on that offense. You had how many? Larry Little, Jim Langer, you had Zonka, you had Warfield, you had Greasy. You had five Hall of Famers, and you probably you'll see Kuchenberg there at some, some point. Yep. So so we basic hope, we hope basically half of your offense were Hall of Famers. So that unit was pretty doggone strong too. And I'll tell you what, the killer bee defense uh in their prime were phenomenal as well they yeah, just their
0: prime just didn't last long enough for, it did yeah, not it yeah, did. well yeah. i'm
1: talking about just in one season yep. you know basically yep. one unit because the 84 offense was never the same either that was right. just one
0: year so right well 85 they were close you know but you're mm-hmm. right i mean they fell off pretty quickly too they did they fell off all right the only thing I want to say about the 72 offense is what they were just perfectly constructed as far as I was concerned. Uh, they could run inside. They could run outside. If you bunched up the middle to stop Zonka, Morris would kill you. Yep. Uh, if you brought people up to cover Morris and Zonka, Warfield would kill you. It was just a perfectly constructed offense.
1: Yep. And they executed absolutely. But The more I watch those older games… Yep the more I am in amazement over how good they actually were because, I mean, that championship game that you just posted, Mike, against the Raiders, the 73 championship game, we won that game 27 to 10. And
0: you see Dick Anderson at the end of
1: it? Um, I don't, I don't recall that. But he let me made s- a
0: couple of plays back to back that just totally sealed the game.
1: Oh yeah, oh, and, and that's okay. I wasn't sure where you were going with that, but Jim, I don't know if you watched that, but take a guess as to how many times Greasy threw the football in that. This is a championship game to go to the Super Bowl against the number one rated defense in football at that point, the Raiders.
2: It was something retarded, single digits, like like seven pass attempts or something.
1: It are close. It was six. It yeah. was six. Six passes, they put 27 points on the board, and it it wasn't like Oakland didn't know what they were were going up against. They knew Miami was going to run the football, and they just took it right to them over and over and over again. It was just an amazing thing to watch, perfect execution.
2: Most teams are excited to have 1,000-yard rusher in a season. The Dolphins had 2,000-yard rushers in a season and like you mentioned already you know you know zonka is going to break your nose through the middle and morris or kick or something's going to kill you on the outside and and if you try to stuff both oh then they'd pass it but they couldn't stop zonka and you know and then when you know you hand it off kick
0: was not bad between the tackles either
2: and that's what i'm saying you hand it off to kick and and he's following zonka and now you know it. You know you're going to get your first down, and they just continued to force feed that running game to whoever was up against them, and nobody had the cajones to 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 make it stop, and they just kept doing it until until it it didn't work anymore. And it only ended because Zonka, you know, went to the to the. Canadian Football League or whatever it was. So,
1: <laughs> World
0: Football League. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still just, I'm still just mad about it. So,
0: I got you. All right, guys. Would you rather, and this is in their primes now. Would you rather tackle Zaka or get tackled by Offerdahl? Would I rather? You mean as far as... You have a choice. You can either tackle Larry Zonka or get tackled by John Offerdahl. Which would you choose? I'm getting tackled by Offerdahl. I don't want
1: no part of Zonka. Uh, I just watched... You know, maybe if I would have watched some Offerdahl film lately, but I just watched Zonka run all over Villapiano and the rest of that Oakland Raider defense, so... I want no part of Zonka, no part of him. Well,
2: we just posted, somebody just posted an Offerdahl clip about some of his hits on the page. And uh, I was like, oh, so I think I'd have to go with trying to tackle Zonka because most of the time you just come in on an angle and he just pushes you down. It probably doesn't hurt too bad. So uh, (laughs) I didn't like the looks of some of them Offerdahl hits. So I'm going to try to tackle Zonk and uh, maybe not give it my best effort. All right.
0: All right, but you that. see, you got to give it effort. So, with that the case, I'd rather try and <laughs> juke Offerdahl than I would uh, take Zonka head-on.
1: Yeah, and Jim, I like, your, I like your choice. Offerdahl was one of my favorite all-time players. And, uh, you know, I just think that I, you know, I don't think I'd want any part of Zonka.
2: I hear you. Nobody
1: else did. And I agree with Mike on
2: that. Yep. All right, I got a, I got a serious question for you guys now. Go ahead. We've got a player on our roster right now that kind of quit on the team, Rashad Jones.
0: We know who he is. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and my question is, you know, with all of the questions around him and the mishaps last year, and and you're either in love with him or you hate him, uh, how is Rashad Jones going to play for the Dolphins this year? I mean, how well is he going to have a great season, a good season? Is he just going to fade away, or how is he going to be?
0: Well, the question should be, does he make the team?
2: Well, with his salary hit, I'm sure he's going to be on the roster. Well, they they can afford his hit. That's the thing.
0: So does he make the team? And if he does make the team, how well is he going to play? Well, that's anybody's guess because is he going to stay healthy?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I think he'll be nothing but a, a benefit to the team. Uh, unless they trade him, of course. I mean, then he's a benefit as well because we're getting something in return. But if he's with the team, I think he'll be a positive. Um, you know, we've got to, we've got to see what happens over the first few weeks. Like Mike said, I mean, I think that they're going to use Fitzpatrick in a lot of different positions. So who do you have there that's better than him at this point? I mean, you know, he almost has to be here. And I think that, uh, I think he'll be a positive for us. I really do. I mean, I I've always been a fan of his. I know he had some issues last year, and um, you know he he
0: just we, skip we don't, the voluntary workouts. We, right? We
1: don't we don't know the whole situation with that. He did skip the voluntary workouts, but you know what? Once he's on the football field, if he's being productive and he is helping the younger guys and he is helping the coaching staff. I'm fine with him. I think he's going to be great. I think he'll be fine. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a great player. I think he'll be great for the team in what they're going to ask of him. Because in all honesty, Jim, we don't have anybody that's better than him on our roster. Looking at our roster, theres I don't think there's a guy that's better for the position than him at this point so
2: yeah i i hear both of you what you guys are saying and and my question was directed at you know obviously at if he's still on the team uh, yes i mean he's getting on in age he's he's got two bad shoulders and you know i just don't want him to be a detriment to the team if his head well, if his head's not in it it's going to be well, a let's problem
0: let's assume his shoulder's healthy since he had it operated on and he's back so uh, i guess you kind of have to assume it's healthy don't you
1: Right. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, assuming he's healthy, I think he'll, you know, he'll be fine. And, and assuming he's on this team. Now, I don't know who would trade for a safety of his age, but you never know. You just don't know. I mean, maybe they'd be willing to give him up for, you know, a. Fifth a later round, round pick, a right. fifth round pick. You know, if if they feel that you know what, we we can get by with this guy ahead of him and and starting for him game in and game out. Let's just get whatever we can for him and call it a day. There may be a team out there that's willing to do that, that feels that they're a Rashad Jones away from being a very solid secondary. So and here's here's the know.
0: flip side of that. We got a lot of youth in the secondary. Yes. And uh, his experience, even though he screws up himself once in a while, his experience will, will probably do nothing but help.
1: And that's the, I think I made point to that earlier, Mike, even in one of the earlier podcasts, that I think yeah. he will be beneficial to, you know, to a bunch of younger guys. And he's been here longer than anybody at this point.
0: So well, that's why I thought he should have been at the uh, mini camps. But, you know, Agreed, it is right. what it is. Yep. Agreed. So anyway, I think you got an answer, Jim, right? Yeah.
2: Well, that was, why, right. that was why my comment was, is if his head is in it, you know, I think he's good. Oh, but, I
0: think his head will be in yeah. it. Yeah. Now, whether or not he has the right attitude is a different story, but right. we'll see. I mean, look, you know, you, you, I'm not the biggest Rashad Jones fan right now because of the way he's carried himself the past year. But... He's been here how many years and this is the first time we've seen issues with him. So that's not to say they can't be squashed. That's not to say he won't come in with the right attitude. So we'll just have to see what we get.
2: I hope it's the Rashad Jones from about 2016.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen, but you know, uh, let's just hope he gets, he gets out there and he makes some sort of impact. Gotcha. Lou, you got a question?
1: Yep. Uh, guys, give me the Dolphin Mount Rushmore. The Dolphin Mount Rushmore. And you guys can go back and forth on this one. One pick one and then go, you know, that way somebody doesn't, uh, you know, hog it. You got four heads. There's four heads on Mount Rushmore. Well, no, there's
0: only two because Shula and Marino were locked in there. I don't care who's picking.
1: Okay, got it. So, who are your other two then? Pick one and then let Jim go and then you guys can go back and forth in regard to
0: it. And I, I, th- I think Zonka has to be up there, right? Yeah. I,
2: okay. Shula, Zonk, and Marino are the three that are givens as far as I'm concerned. And the fourth one is, is up for debate. So who do you got, Jim, since Mike jumped in with the Zonka? Uh, boy, there's so many that I would, pick one. I would love. Pick one. But I'm going to go with number 99, Jason Taylor.
0: That's who
1: I
2: probably would have picked for what it's worth.
1: Wow. We are all on the same page. Those are the four that I had
2: yeah good choices
1: guys good choices you know the first
2: the first three are like faces of the miami dolphins and you know you can argue greasy or or you know one of the other hall of famers
0: Greasy's right there but he's not quite there right stevenson yeah
2: Yeah. center
1: ever you know larry little one of the best guards ever warfield Uh, and we go on and on warfield
2: yep Yep. Yep. so
1: yeah all right
0: all right i think that's gonna do it guys
1: that's it that's it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Mike. Oh my you cut, goodness, you the show short a little you're bit. You're upsetting Lou now. Did we get to five questions each? Yes, we did. All right. Okay. Good deal. So we'll do another one of these shows somewhere down the line, maybe. We might.
0: <laughs> it's probably not going to be for about seventeen weeks. All right, let, go. Mike,
1: let, let me throw one more in here just just as a, as kind of a goofy one here. Okay. All right. To go end ahead. And get it off Real your Real quick. Okay. All right, guys, Ryan Fitzpatrick reminds me of blank. Okay, you guys fill in the blank. Reminds Yosemite me of Sam. blank or, or blank. Yosemite Sam. I like that one. Okay, Yosemite Sam. I think it's more
2: along the the lines of Beavis from Beavis and Butthead.
0: Uh, Yeah, I posted that meme.
2: Beavis, all right. Well,
1: if you look at pictures of Yosemite Sam, you may want to go in in Mike's route, Jim. Because I'll tell you what, they are funny. Just Google pictures of Yosemite Sam, (laughs) and, and you'll get a giggle out of it. I will tell you that. I've seen the memes. I
2: just didn't want to pick the same one that Mike did, so...
1: Agreed. Yeah, but that's that's not a bad one, the one that you had as well. All right, go ahead. You're good to go now, Mike, if you want to sign us off.
2: I do. Okay. <laughs> did, did you get your permission slip, Mike? I got <laughs> it. Okay. It's
1: in my left Well, wait a minute, Mike. I do have like two or three uh, others, up. if you I want. I know you do. I know <laughs> you do. Oh, he
0: told man. me before the show, Mike, I came up with like 15 questions. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to hear them. All so, right. <laughs> all right, guys. I want to thank you for doing this. I think it was fun, and... Uh, Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with uh, an offensive uh, preview of training camp and the following week with a defensive preview. So with that said, fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins.